The Accidental Entrepreneur is brought to you with the help of our sponsor, A. Weber, the world's leading small business email marketing and automation service provider. Since 1998, A. Weber has helped more than 1 million small businesses and entrepreneurs through its suite of web-based email marketing, automation tools, and education. A. Weber, the best option when it comes to marketing your business. The podcast is also brought to you by the Alternative Board. Since 1989, the Alternative Board, or TAB, has been one of the leading peer advisory and business coaching organizations for independent business owners and CEOs across the world. By facilitating peer advisory boards, private one-on-one coaching, and strategic planning services, TAB helps business owners improve their businesses in ways that change their lives. And be sure to check out our affiliate sponsor, One of One Productions, the New Jersey-based podcast studio that produces and edits both audio and video podcasts. They sell equipment for the avid podcaster and have even created a guesting kit exclusively for our listeners. And be sure to support the podcast by ordering some logo merchandise from our online store. Listen to all of our sponsors' commercials later in this episode and follow their links in the show notes to learn more about their products and services. So I put up, you know, I sat there, I started, and, you know, when it was super painful, Mitch, if you, you know, you get to that, you've written the book, editors, you get through it, you've seen these words so many times over four years, three years. You just hate, yeah, and you hate the book at this point. You don't even like it. It's it's not even your friend anymore. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's hard. And so there I was. I had submitted it to the printing and everything, and now I had to face it page by page to extract the questions. Oh, it was literally rewrite. I had to rewrite every word, a few. So I literally put up on the screen, on one side was the letter, and on the left side, I organized some Excel spreadsheets. And started writing, cranking out, you know, content from the letter. What would I want? What does this? What does this letter present to me, in a way of a question for somebody, a life question, somebody sitting across from me, and try to put myself in that, in that position. And I think it's like you know, if you're starting a business, you want to right. frame it in the way of the customer right. somehow, right? You you know, yeah. So and and that's kind of what I went about. It was what's going to be that customer experience. Um, for the for people as they sit down and and I did start to get through and, and analyze you know the qu- the questions from that viewpoint right and is it am I going to get what I want out of it um you know I come back and touch on the one point too I you know I did yeah. for sure I was going to monetize the pot and I thought I could make a business out of this which turns hard. out to be a little a little stupid um to your <laughs> <Right>. point <laughs> a little naive a wee bit naive, but I'm okay with yeah, being a little naive because it still gives me other hope. People would be like, that was like impossible. And you do it, you know any better, right? <laughs> right. I, I, did, I didn't want to know better. Blow up your whole thing here. I didn't want to know better. to do this, um, so. Oh, my mic was down there. Okay. Uh, welcome back to another episode of the podcast and another great guest today. Excited to talk to Ken. Ken's a little bit unique. He's not exactly out there running a business, but he kind of is, and he's kind of changing the world. And he used to be in corporate, and I thought his story was so compelling. He had some great <laughs> things to share that uh, it would be a great conversation. He's also a fellow, pod- fellow podcaster, so although he's hitting the road and I'm doing it behind a mic and a and a screen. So uh, we'll see where that goes. If you're listening on your favorite uh, audio directory, be sure and give us a five-star review if you can give it to us. If you're watching us on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, like us, and all the other bells and whistles. So let's get on with the show. 
The information provided in these episodes is for entertainment purposes only. It is not a guarantee of success or to be construed as advice of any kind. You should always seek advice from local licensed professionals before making any decisions. The dictionary defines an entrepreneur as a person who organizes and manages any enterprise, especially a business, usually with considerable initiative and risk. People often start a business without much choice, perhaps due to a job loss or just being dissatisfied at work, and they come up with an idea they just know can be successful. They become entrepreneurs by accident. That is to say their success or failure happens by accident, not with intention. My name is Mitch Beinhacker. I'm a corporate attorney and a business advisor. You're listening to The Accidental Entrepreneur, my podcast about how to achieve success on purpose, not by accident. Join me along with our monthly guests where we share our knowledge and help you get a hold of your business. And now on to today's episode. Hi, everybody. My name is Ken Stearns, and I'm the creator and the host of The Jar Podcast. I've been traveling across the United States to 111 cities, interviewing 444 people with a jar full of 444 questions, all about really deep human topics, things that matter to us most. And it's been just a blast. I'm about halfway through, and we get to see people crystallize things that they think about, but they very very, very rarely get an opportunity to express. So I hope you get a chance to join us there on the jar.live. You like that uh, professional opening there? Little, uh, the, the read, you like that dictionary? I wrote that myself. I, I, uh, it was a little disturbing when you got to the entrepreneur well, part, to be honest. I felt I should have a disclaimer and nobody's listening and thinking I'm giving legal advice, but I probably don't need yeah, I'd kind of hit home the right. accidental why I wasn't, you know, the entrepreneur part kind of was, it, it hurt, it hit a little, so, it hit hard, I should me. say. I don't know where you it's are different. now, but I, last time we spoke, you were on your deck and you're traveling around, but I know you're not on the road today, right? I'm not on the road. I'm kind of back. Uh, I was, well, I'm on the road, I guess, permanently right now. I'm oh, I'm okay. home. I'm intentionally homeless. Well, someone's bedroom, uh, looks like. Yeah, I'm intentionally homeless. I'm in someone's bedroom. I'm in I'm in my sister's house. So right. I was at the the lake house last time we chatted, but off the road. I wasn't I'm not Got wasn't it. actively interviewing. And um so I'm kinda I'm back in Atlanta and had taken a little break. Right. And so, so but if I'm getting back on the road on next week. YouTube, you know, the bohemian yeah. side of your life, you got long hair and you you know, your throwback and your love and life. You used to be a corporate guy, right? You used yeah. to Yeah. So let's start there. Like Absolutely. Your and your Absolutely. And, you know what you yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and again, Mitch, thanks so much for having me yeah. on. This is a great way. I loved our pre-discussion. And I think, um, like you said, I'm a little probably outside the normal uh, in, in some ways for your guests, but but I'll try to I'll try to keep it some yeah, of the stories definitely. and stuff relative sure. to to what they may expect and what they're used to. Um, so I kind of laugh. I, I call myself a, mid- yeah. a well-seasoned Midwestern kid. Uh, so, you know, I'm an old white guy from the Midwest. Right. I grew up in the, I grew up in the sixties and seventies and, um, you know, I ended up with an accounting degree and, uh, that accounting degree led me to meet salespeople. And, uh, you know, I do what every good young accountant does when you're, you know, your wife is three months pregnant and you're seeing salespeople <laughs> run around and enjoy life. You quit your job, uh, and, <laughs> and you take up a sale. Yeah. You know, you just take up a family's coming. So you drop your salary 60% and uh, go take an insurance or go take a a sales job. It's what you do. 
Yeah, well, I mean, I was selling ca- copiers yeah. and calculators door to door in LA. Yeah, back in the if you can imagine a calculator, uh, I can used to be able with to demo a calculator like those, upside down backwards. With the tape, Monroe, Monroe calculator. They were old school, really. Still using it up until he got sick. Yeah. He wants his 10 key. Yeah. Yeah, We affectionately called the 10 key. Yeah. Great stuff. So I did that. Of course, I got fired from that, got fired from the next one, got the job of last resort insurance. (laughs) Should have got fired somehow, you know, maybe the paperwork didn't come in on time. And then I started selling. I got lucky. And, you know, and I, and I knew everything yeah. there was about insurance after three years, um, you know, which you know, of course. Right. And so I started sending out these notes to CEOs to tell them they should start this division. And one guy called, you know, okay. wrote, my, wrote me back and said, come see me. And, you know, it turned into a job offer and oh, I had a seat in, at the table. So I wasn't was on the outside as an agent. I was in. Is in California. Yeah, I was in California in insurance. All of a sudden, I was a VP of something and sitting at the table, and I was, wow. And that company got closed because of uh, regulation, insurance. Uh, actually, it was during the Clinton years. They were uh, bringing in okay. the, uh, universal health care, and we happened to have a unique product, and, and we were going to get legislated out. And I got sold with the business. Yeah, it was my I first corporate, you know, first yeah. corporate, uh, you know, kind of being tossed around. And it led me oddly to a to an opportunity oh, okay. to apply for a job in Asia. I had a particular sales experience, and they were looking for that for an American company to help start that in their local country operations. And so, uh, next thing I knew, my right. family and I were you know living in Hong Kong, uh, where I where I ended up living for twelve years, and working but a few different jobs, English, but right? always living in Hong Kong and working. I, I only spoke English. I only, I still, I yeah. never, it was fine. And you can travel, you could travel around and, you know, at, at the senior level, right. it's English mostly, right? And of course, there's a lot of exceptions, uh, but translation's a thing. Um, okay. English documents help a lot. So yeah, I spent a lot of 20 something years, a lot in translation and different kind of communication. Think communicating sure. in English in corporate is difficult can imagine uh, trying to share concepts and pass down expertise in insurance to different markets, different people, new generations. A fascinating, fun time. I I ultimately got to live in five countries, uh, work in probably, you know, 20, I'm sorry, live in five, work in 20, probably good, close knowledge of working style with about a hundred CEOs. And they're agents uh, to the, sell product. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it was, it was, it was a bit of distribution build. So building distribution, the systems required to do that, the operations required to build something, you know, alongside a current distribution model and service model, uh, the training recruitment, ultimately management of big sales, organ- large sales organizations, I once in Indonesia we had a crazy big wow. company, two hundred fifty thousand agents, four hundred offices across the country, wow. one company, and um, yeah, my my third month there 000? I recruited forty five thousand agents. You interview them all yourself. Yeah, we had. <laughs> now we had these mailbags. I, I, I my intention was to break yeah. the system, and uh, because it was broken and they wouldn't they couldn't recognize change, and I'm like, well, the only way I'm going to change these people is just completely. So is so to break the system. That- so my strat, 
that they right. would, they just, they threw up their hands and said, help. I, I can't, I don't even know how to manage this. And uh, that was, a, that's a whole fun story. Like the, some of the funniest outcomes you could ever imagine. Things I had no idea would happen. Salesforce from another um, company and hire them all at the same time. That's, yes. that's crazy. Oh, it's a funny stuff. So yeah, some really good strat. It's a really good strategy. It's really integrated. Uh, it takes some time to set yeah, up. You the internet we had an army. We had a good army. All these online services, right? Wow. Yeah. Oh, it was all by paper. The applications were all by. Uh, I don't know what happened to it. I'm really regretful of one photo, which was the mailbags that were flying in from the different airplanes that we would go to the airport from, to collect like the mailbags from the post office, and we just had this. Yeah, with the application, like their application, their face, their photo, and, you know, and just mailbags in this guy's corner of his office, just like 40, <laughs> he just, <laughs> it was a great, anyway, anyway, great fun stuff. So I had, it was a, an interesting career dynamic because of the languages, the cultures, the regulatory environment, different from market to market, the operational stuff. So really good fun. And, you know, as far as keeping your appetite going, right. um, you know, you're just switched on all the time. Which ultimately yeah. leads to, you know, kind of becoming years. a little burned out, yeah. you know, uh, all over there. Yeah. 20 something years yeah. of that. And you're dealing all with over home there. office here, right? 20, so 22 tying, years. Middle of the night, all that kind of stuff. You're, yeah. Regional office, global office, um, all good fun stuff. Regulations across continents and, you know, all kind of interesting, just oh, really yeah, fun. And especially for a lawyer, great fun. It's just super fun. Um, but, you know, along the way. Um, I knew, you know, I knew this is going to come to an end and, and I've seen how it came to an end for people. And, you know, what's the exit strategy? You know, how do you get out and not die? How do you leave yeah, corporate much, life yeah. and not, you know, not end up wrecked? Um, and for me, it turned into what's that third yeah. act? Right. What's going to be, well, you know, you so much, what am I going to do you, when you I'm I were 70? talking off the mic about mental wellness and health. Why do you yeah. think it's such a big topic in corporate America? Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason for it. I I was there and I have seen and I have seen so many instances of people yeah. really, you know, hurting themselves um, to stay in the game or yeah. for the money or because they had to, you know, they don't have a, I mean, right. a lot of us are trapped in that system, right? It's hard to get out. Um, so there was about 50. I got after that crazy job. That, that one I was describing, you know, I, I, I went yeah. to break the system and ultimately I did, but it kind of yeah. broke me, I think actually. And, uh, and they put me in Thailand with a pacifier and a nappy in the corner. Which and wife um, did when you were over there. It's a great there. job. Uh, it, well, event, oh, eventually okay. uh, we were gone. We were separated. Oh, so it en ended up being divorced in Hong Kong. So yeah. So that first 12 years, uh, around the 10 years, we made about 10 years over there. And I think it was, it wouldn't have mattered right. whether we stayed or there or stayed, you stayed here. Um, you know, we probably wouldn't have stayed married. Um, so I was single. And so I had a lot of time. I came to Thailand, a much easier job, uh, much softer. And so I was, I was on vacation in the U S and, okay. you know, I wanted to pick up guitar. Never played the guitar before in your For life. For whatever reason, just compulsion. Okay. So my third try. So, you know, bought two as a kid, you know, okay. but I played um, trumpet for right, eight years. Right. So I was music. I had some musical training, not super inclined, um, but I thought it was something I wanted to, I wanted to kind of do that for myself. No idea why. And I thought, and I want to spend money on a nice You're guitar entitled at this point to do that. I'm entitled. Right. And um, okay. I'm going to take lessons though. So I'm not just going to burn the money. I'll commit two okay. years. 
and then I'll see. Uh, and just, you know, cause I knew right. it's you're not, it's not fun to play. And you know, yeah. And then you're, and then you're not good. And you're still, it gets even, it's a cycle, yeah. right? And then eventually it just sits in the corner. Um, I kind of attribute that intentional stuff. And that, and I think, you know, kind of this entrepreneurial right. stuff, you said, you know, the accidental, right. And getting away from the accidental part and, you know, being more intentional. And I think that's one of the things in my life, you know, what I was, there was some intention there. I didn't have an outcome, an expected outcome on it, other than I put some very, like for me, it was like a little gate, okay. just a gate point, just a checkpoint in two years. And, you know, I'm going to go and commit to that. And that that led me to meet somebody um, who inspired me to, you know, write a song. So I had a guitar teacher and that led me to write, you know, write some songs. And that led me to kind of get out some old letters okay. that I had written uh, as part of a book. So I had, you know, much earlier, um, I was a business guy. I thought it was reasonably successful. There were times I, I would love to have called my dad. Oh. He died when I was like 28. So I had all this time in corporate time. Right. Love to call him. You know, dad, I got hired. Yeah. I got, I'm a VP. I'm a VP. You know, I got fired, you know, like <laughs> all these things, you you know, you'd want to share with your father. Um, wasn't there. Okay. So I, I started that you book called Thailand Dear Dad. Yeah, I was, yeah, flying around probably. This had been even maybe while I was in Hong Kong, running, but I was sitting in Thailand at this moment uh, with a guitar teacher and he kind of inspired me to uh -huh. get, you know, to, to do the writing. Um, and that, that led me to pull out, not that book, but a book called Dear God. And, uh, cause it, you know, whatever, I had more words around dear God and I had actually just one, you know, so I had one letter that had a lot of words around it and we wrote a letter. We stole the words from the, from the book okay. to yeah. create a song. Your book. So, you didn't really I, cause I didn't know how to write a song. Yeah. And it was my book. Yeah. It was my book. And it was just like, and it was funny cause it's just pieces of paper, you know, right. It's just notes, letters, you know, I was on the airplane scribbling on my, in my notebook and, um, it was interesting because I ran out of I ran out to, of letters. Well, in that case, God. In this one, it was okay. dear God. What's faith? What's love? Is it more what's you hope? questioning? Uh, things, what's forgiveness? Basically. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of like me. Um, exactly, yeah. like questioning. It's kind of like, did I get this right? Is love this? And how old were you at this point? You know, or isn't love this? About forty something okay. when I was started writing these letters, fifty ish, fifty ish, right. Yeah. Yeah. I got some reflection. I got yeah. some time to, you know, I, I've kind of seen some stuff by now. Um, so ultimately the book okay. got driven by the guitar in a weird way. Right. I ended up writing this book because of one intentional thing I did. Right. Well, so not accidentally. You know, you I did it with intention. Anymore, so. and, and, yeah. and accidentally yeah, like, well, I, this I happened. Do this. And then something else came of it. You hadn't even, and then something else came of it because I, I met your teacher I met was like, "Hey, you ought to put this into a book." Got well, it. he was more about just write a song, and and the 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 craving and the enjoyment of writing the song. I when I ran out of words that I'd written, I realized, oh, I have to write yeah. more words to find more lyrics because I couldn't. I okay. couldn't in my brain. I was not a songwriter. Right, right, right. I couldn't right. figure out how to just sit down and write a song. So I was stealing. It was kind of yeah. a, it was a clever, now I can write a song. Now I can conceptualize how to do it. Um, but it forced me to start writing. Okay. I got, 
you know, rabid about writing more words. And then I got into the structure of the book. And I, and I think the structure of the book, uh, when I got that, I, that became the compassion. Um, that really became the passion, you know, was to complete that and to, and to see as it developed and I fleshed it out, was it something I really believed in? Um, was there something there? And, and I think I did develop something that's kind of interesting. Okay. I've got this book of self. There's four parts to it. You know, the book of self. And we talk about, you know, I'm asking about yesterday's, today's, okay. tomorrow. Okay. The battlefield of our minds. The you know, God book. In everything that's books. happened today. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And the Dear God book. So there's these four parts to it. And then okay. there's the, the, the other part is the book of self or book of others between two people. Okay. Uh, acceptance, forgiveness, compassion. Uh, then you get into the book of all, which is More humanity, love, karma, service. More of the big picture. And how do you kind of, yeah. you know, face well, you like as you go life. as a human going through the world. Yeah. Love. You got to have a lot of love towards fellow man. Um, uh, you got to have some karma, leave things, right. you know, just like grandma, leave things better than you found it, you know, treat people like you want to be treated or better. Um, and then service being, you know, should be in service to mankind uh, is kind of yeah. where I was at. I was That's thinking like, you know, isn't that important? Yeah. You know, not just being a, a net taker, you know, but can we be a net giver to, to, you know, to fellow people, right? Not just, uh, not yeah, just know, draining resources, but somehow adding burn. back. But on my podcast, it's, it's funny because yeah. when we use the term, it's really go, he's a go oh, giver. It's great. Yeah. We use the term go getter and it's really go taker. Like you're go taking things. Yeah. That's why he made it the go giver. Go giver because you want to be go giver. You always want to be in the long end of the giving stick, right? If everyone's fighting to give more to yeah. the other person, you imagine what the world would be like? It'd be unbelievable. It would be totally opposite of where oh. we are now. <laughs> it would be the to- it's actually the total opposite, right? Uh, and okay. then the last one is like faith, hope, and prayer. You know, things that things depending on where you're at in the okay. spirituality uh, spectrum. You know, you're going to have different levers there on faith, hope, and prayer. Um, and so that's the topics, just twelve topics. And I cr- and not really sure how, but in that entrepreneurial grind, right? The iterations. This is how this is how nutty I was when I was in Vietnam. Uh, I I had crafted the book. And I was starting to plan bits and pieces of how to execute this. How does a jar going to come together? What is a right. what is a traveling podcast? And I, and I didn't even have that idea together yet. I had six whiteboards drilled in down my hallway in my apartment. So you know, in Vietnam, you're like in these places, you you basically call up the the some guy and he That's comes right. over, handyman with a couple of you know screws and some guys. And next thing you know, you got six Just whiteboards down, drilled you, down your the, hallway, put ideas down and stuff. Yeah, just stand there and look at the wall okay. and just write down ideas and think. A lot of just iterative thinking, um, out, you know, in that out, creative pro- in that creative process, right. and, and and get it out. Good business. And come back lesson. in the morning, and it's you know, it's there. Yeah, I, I was going to say that for me, this is a, a, a one of the best things that I ever yeah. did in my People life have, was look, put up six whiteboards. War rooms, they call it the war room, you know. But it is giant whiteboard and they go in and they yeah. put ideas yeah. down because you can't work it out in your head. It doesn't work that way. A little bit. You're going to lose things. I, I'm i not that way. Yeah. I'm for sure a, a, a tactile person. And, uh, and you know, on the other side, on I had a giant map of the U.S. Okay. Yeah, just opposite. And that was Probably planning Island. the trip, you know, the road trip, the actual trip. Well, well no, I'm sorry, from the U.S., from the U.S., 
So you're planning. Vietnam, so that's what I'm saying. Oh, I was in Vietnam now. And you're planning your yeah. trip, your online, your podcasting journey in the United States from Vietnam. Yes. Okay. Yes. I mean, you weren't working at this point, yeah. were you? Were you still working? Yeah, actually. Yeah, I had a yeah. Oh, yeah, I had the corporate full on corporate job. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, there you go. That's a big deputy CEO. But anybody (laughs) CEO, as far as I'm concerned, has a big important clock. I don't know what what it is. I don't know what I was doing. I was looking at you know everything, everything, everything that CEO wasn't signing. Everybody's got a title, you know. Uh, it was my yeah, job yeah. was just whatever the CEO like didn't deputy, want to do, like deputy mayor, <laughs> deputy governor. That's always the person that does the work for the governor. It, I, it wasn't really that, you know. I, I'm not sure I really want to be a CEO too, sure. though. You know, like the loneliest job on the no, planet. God. God, I mean, nobody. And, and men, mentors, you're on your own. For all the CEOs listening, you know, find that person you find that coach or mentor you need you do need one uh because it is a really lonely job and it's i you know i've talked to a lot of them i've known a lot of them yeah um because you need you need somebody yeah if you don't have anybody there you go that's and you need six whiteboards maybe not vietnam but it's easy yeah (laughs) call somebody it is it is easy in corporate headquarters um so really you know that was where that's where I was during COVID and, and really, you know, finished the book, put together the idea, um, had all the planning prepared and started doing the little details to get everything ready, uh, planning a business, you know, the launch, the, really the launch of, you know, what is a, and you know, a small business. Vietnam during COVID where they started a small business. Yeah, it was, uh, they had a, they had a pretty interesting strategy. Uh, The first one was lock the country lock the country down and for the first wave uh we were locked inside mostly uh yeah. but just some cat you know masks here and there right um no there was no vaccine yeah. available for vietnam for the first year and uh so you know we didn't have to take a vaccine we'd have to you know there's no none of that there was no real covid running around it, it would pop up here and there they just locked the building or locked the city down and you know yeah, it, yeah, exactly. and you just people would just disappear. Yeah. They, you know, disappear. like they just do whatever they want to do. And it was great. There was there was no COVID. Like exactly. you know, we operated under a no COVID situation um, until uh, then. They opened the doors for a minute, and um, and then everybody, and then it just and they had the vaccine, and you know, and then it turned into a turned into a wild situation for a while. Um, but it was it was really a great place to be. Uh, we did have, I, I yeah. have to say, I got lucky on the second wave. Uh, I was locked in my apartment. Basically, Without, we were oh, in lockdown for six food? months. How did you get food? You were allowed to go to the food uh, theoretically twice a week something. to go to the market. Uh, but, but yeah, yeah. And, but basically, you know, and they can control that each prov, each commune and stuff. And they allow people to go out. Um I had some, I had some different, I had a, I had a good driver who had a military uniform. So he'd pick me up on the motorbike and we'd stealth right. around with a big white, you know, I mean, like we were being stealth because it's some big old white guy in the, the back, back of this motorcycle. Motor <laughs> well, cause in this case, the, he couldn't drive the car in the street at this, yeah, it had gotten so bad. The car wasn't allowed to the street. So the only way you could, you could move around was by, um, was by motorbike. And then he had the green uniform so he wouldn't get stopped. Yeah. Uh, um, so it was kind of cool for 
for one really? month, the military dropped off food. That was that was the height of the banana. That was bananas moment. Home. It wasn't like you're um, like, you know, I'm going to go back. But the military's obviously. Out. No flights. Nobody let you in. There were no, there were no yeah. flights. It's a good yeah. time for reflection. Though. Yeah. It's really hard to get out. Um, yeah. I, I was so lucky. You know, Zoom calls in the morning and the afternoon. The rest of the time was for me to stare at my whiteboard, finish up the book, uh, work on the questions, think about what, how am I going to set this business up? Uh, what's it going to look like? What's the expense structure? How long can I go? What kind of team do I need? You know, how do you, how do you monetize? I mean, that um, was your, your business podcast, idea was especially I'm this going to be an entrepreneur and I'm going to host the podcast. That was your business idea. Yeah, that was my yep. marketing idea. I'm like, yeah. I'm never going to make money doing yeah. this. I'm not joking. So what am I going to do? And you're like, oh, we're going to do yeah. this. And you're making notes and from Vietnam. You're not even in the United States yet, but you're yeah. going to run this business. Don't even listen to podcasts. Um, don't want to. I don't, I, I've decided I don't want to know. I, I had been so I had been playing with guitar with equipment and recording. So I'm I was fairly, you know, the the equipment and Got knowledge, it. I was getting knowledge on recording and stuff. Um so I had been doing the research, talking to the the, the guitar guy Got who it. was also an audio guy, kind of a good engineer. Um so I was getting yeah, so I was kind of getting my experts lined Did up. You know what the podcast you know, I was talking to the experts at this point. Um I start when it started to come around, it 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 did. It all kind of came together. Yeah, I, I knew it was going to be traveling and, and I'd, and I'd be interviewing people. And then I kind of realized, well, I don't <laughs> know anything about, about training, right? You know, yeah. I know about training. Uh, I could, yeah, I could, I could, you know, synthesize anything into a training and, but it really did. It hit me somewhere yeah. was to but, use the yeah. questions. And so I came up with this, you know, I think it's a, it's a unique idea, which is all the questions, you know, 400 questions pre-printed. Yeah, no, I think it's And they fantastic. go into the jar. And, and that, and when I, when I got that idea, I was like, okay, that I can do, like, this is, this is potentially different. It plays to my strength. Um, it'll be something I don't see it. Now I can look and see there's not right. a lot like this. There's nobody traveling. For, uh, it's called the fermented um, adventure. He and goes I, to and wineries and you know oh yeah like that i mean i don't know oh fun <laughs> yeah he's way smarter than i am right he gets uh, for me <laughs> that sounds like a lot more fun questions okay so you pulled so out i wrote him from, from the book. book 444 questions yeah so i put up you know i sat down i started and you know when it was super painful mitch if you you know you get to that you've written the book Editors, you get through it. You've yeah, seen well, yeah, this word so many times over four years, three years. You just hate, yeah, and you hate the book at this point. You don't even like it. It's, your, it's, it's not even your friend yourself, anymore. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's hard. And so there I was. I had submitted it to the printing and everything, and now I had to face it page yeah, by like, page like to extract the questions. Now. Oh, it was literally rewrite. I had to rewrite every word a few. So I literally put up on the screen on one side was the letter. And on the left side, I organized some Excel spreadsheets and started writing, cranking out, you know, content from the letter. What would I want? What does this, what does this letter present to me in a way of a question for somebody, a life question, somebody sitting across from me and try to put myself in that, in that position. And I think it's like, you know, if you're starting a business, you want to right. frame it 
in the way of the customer right. somehow. Right. You, you know, yeah. So, and, and that's kind of what I went about it was what's going to be that customer experience um, for the, for people as they sit down. And, and I did start to get through and, and analyze, you know, the, qu- the questions from that viewpoint. Right. And is it, am I going to get what I want out of it? Um, you know, I'll come back and touch on the one point too. I, you know, I did yeah. for sure. I was going to monetize the pot and I thought I could make a business out of this, which turns out to be a little, a little stupid. Um, to your point, <laughs> a little naive, a wee bit naive, but I'm okay with yeah, being a little naive because it still gives me other hope. People would be like, that was like impossible. And you do it. You know any better, right? <laughs> right. I, I did. I didn't want to know better. Blow up whole thing here. I didn't want to know about it to do this. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah. And partly I want to do it for me. It, a, a lot of cathartic stuff. So it was a little self therapy and I, and I thought, you know, right. I don't, and I want to see where it leads. I, I, I'm kind of a real fan of what you start. It, that may not be what you end up. That's not the, the real the journey starts. End, you never right? end it up. It is that ability to, line, so you don't end up. So you were excited about that. Like what's going to happen? Who am I going to meet? What questions are they going to, how are they going to answer the questions? Yeah. But going back to the business model, I mean, you're a finance guy, you're a corporate guy. You you kind of put together probably some sort of a business plan, right? In terms of what you think it's going to look like. Yes. I don't think I could write a business plan for a podcast. I'd be like, okay, well, we're going to make stuff and maybe we'll get some sponsors. Like I, I, you know, (laughs) Four years, I now have two. Oh, I have a whole white paper. My costs, and that's you know, that's it. (laughs) I have a whole white paper on it. Um, Yeah, I was a good strategy guy. I could write a lot of BS. Didn't. Yeah, it it had it did, and it so there's some interesting things. The paper's not exactly exactly correct. The paper, not really. Um, and things may. I also know. Things in that paper yeah, may come, but they're going to come later. I, yeah, yeah. Quite often, I'm a little bit, um, you know, it's like I'm a bit ambitious, right? But I've got the timelines wrong. I've got the outcome pretty close. The experience of the sitting in with people was been was exactly like I imagined it. Really weird. You know, I role played and dreamed and thought so much about the driving and going to places and everything, going to hotels and checking out and find like it really was eerily what I imagined many, many times. Uh, the only the biggest exception was the beginning was the way I knew people would answer the obviously they answer the questions based on their own life story. But what I missed yeah, was yeah, that they would interpret the question right. differently yeah. than I wrote it. Yeah, yeah, but I, you know, somewhere way, yeah. like Mitch, you should seen my face when people people start reading. It's black and white, you know, and they're and they're and they're going over, you know, over in another direction. These guests, um, which is fascinating. So we used a okay. we, there's a kind of a three three ways. Uh, one is we do a kind of a simple post, okay. not even a okay. just a cheap boosted post, uh, two bucks, okay. like a two dollar one on Facebook. The jar is coming right. to Tampa, Florida. Do you be get a, a lot of be a guest. A ton. We get we get enough. Yeah, yeah, we get enough. Um, enough where people invite me into yeah. their homes. You know, that's what right. we're looking You're for. Right? People, interesting you, people have a story and have a place to go. Right, an interview. So I, 
Yeah. And I, like, I used to do the same thing. Exactly. I didn't do it at exactly the table, but I would go into the conference room or I would go to their place, set it up. I had the mic stands and the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. I was doing video though in those days. You audio, you're audio only, right? Yeah, that's. I'm audio only. Audio I'm doing some iPhone, some iPhone recordings for uh, snippets. Yeah. yeah, it's. I could. I've been looking at setting up two iPhones. Um, yeah. which would, which would, you know, it's pretty simple to do. Um, but you know, you end up with more yeah. files, now, more media, discover you know, it's more, it's more data. I'm it's like, more well, work. I can do this all. I don't need to go see people. I can get them on video. Now I got videos put up on a YouTube channel. This is great. And then I switched to the studio recently, but. Well, and I think for you too is, is the guests are now. Right. Audio yeah, right. They're much more competent to these. I connect with people around the world and they have headsets and mics and. They're all ready to go, you know, from Singapore yes. or whatever. I've connected with people everywhere. Yeah. They're, yeah, absolutely. So I think I've run it. You know, it's been an interesting uh, first first half. And I, and I don't think every entrepreneur can, can do it. But I've taken a break for a couple months. You're still on yeah, I was on a little intermission to step back. And I'm still on. Well, I, I right. took an intermission. And then it kind of turned into some more work. Uh, but I did take a full-on break, right? I took a proper six week break, visited my kids, um, visited friends. So two weeks here, two weeks there, two weeks there. Right. And then went back to that lake house you saw me at. And that was a real reflection spot where I was sharing with you that, you know, the, yeah. the stories that I've heard from a couple hundred people, yeah. the amount of mental health right. uh, yeah. stuff that's come about is yeah. surprised me. Um, their journeys and struggles, uh, not just the struggle of the mental health illness, but but the struggle to get treatment, to find support, um, yeah. to come to terms with what's going on like a little uh, with bit of them or people around people they love. I didn't, right? You know, I did this. I did this kind of for me. You know, More and and I found out it wasn't about me because uh, it's thirty five minutes in. Let's take a commercial break, and yeah. that's what I do want to get into. That's perfect. Let's talk about mental health and all the things that you learned, and because it's very it's relevant perfect. to even business owners. Everyone else is struggling. They, you know, they're all doing it silently. So let's yes. roll the commercials and then we'll come right back. Here's a word from our sponsors. Looking to market and grow your business? Or perhaps you're just getting started and want to hit the ground running. AWeber is the best choice for online email marketing and automation of your business. From maintaining a subscriber list to drip campaigns and landing pages, AWeber gives you tools and integrations that make marketing easy and fun. As our partner and sponsor, we use all their tools to promote the podcast and market our law firm. AWeber, the best alternative for online marketing. For over 30 years, the Alternative Board, or TAB, has built a thriving community of forward-thinking CEOs and business owners who want to radically improve their companies. Through unique combinations of one-on-one -on -one business coaching, participation in monthly TAB board meetings with other non-competing owners, a suite of strategic tools, and customized strategic planning workshops, TAB membership can deliver greater strength to your business and a better work-life balance for you and your family. All packaged in a streamlined and affordable service that the people at TAB invite you to try risk-free. Maybe you're looking to get into podcasting or you just want to market your business. Maybe you want to do it for enjoyment or because you have a message you want to get out there. 
One of One Productions is a New Jersey-based studio just over the George Washington Bridge that caters to the booming business of podcasting. They offer a comfortable atmosphere using the latest technology available to record your podcast. And they are a full-service media company offering both audio and video production services, creating both audio and video podcasts, as well as video shorts for business and personal use. Professional audio equipment packages are available through their website for all budgets. And be sure to check out their podcast guesting kit created especially for our listeners. Follow the link in the show notes to learn more about all of our sponsors. And now back to our show. You know, when I used to do this on Zoom, I would just put the videos up. I mean, I'm not a video editor, so that's not going to happen. So uh, now with the studio, I can put this this stuff in when we do it. And then I just throw it up on YouTube. I edit the audio version that I know how to do. So, uh, but yeah, see, podcasting, now you're into podcasting. But I mentioned before that, um, you know, I think that a lot of people struggle with, you know, mental health. That's why it's such a big topic in corporate America. Um, I told you I want to connect you with my friend, Michelle, and, um, you know, that you started this journey. So, you know, keep sharing with me the kind of things that you experienced and were, you know, the things that people started sharing with you. Yeah. So, there, you know, the, as I was mentioned, it was, it was the, I think as I researched a little bit about mental health, uh, you know, was on the reflection part, I was seeing, you know, exactly what those, you know, one is there is a crisis. I mean, the first thing I was Googled was mental health in America you know, I just kind of went, just randomly typed it in, and the first thing that popped up was the White House signed, you know, this kind of seven-point plan mm-hmm. um, about a year ago uh, to help battle it. Right. And I was like, "Wow, okay, <laughs> okay, I haven't seen that." And I read it, and it was all really good, logical stuff. Like they were trying to implement a couple of the big changes uh, that I think are kind of relevant. Is one is uh-huh. integrating it into medical. You know, and, and right. stop this nonsense of your yeah, physical health being a diff- completely different system and operation. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense, right? These, like it's not real. It's, it's it, you know, it's connected, right? Yeah, it's like it's not real, and it's a, yeah. and it does manifest itself physically as well. So you know, you're you're going in for a heart attack. You didn't, you know, it may be physical, but it, you know, because a lot of that could be caused by stress. For, no. Yeah. It, so why? So we're treating. So almost, and no matter how you look at it, you're treating symptoms right. at the hospital, not root cause. And and I'm a I'm a huge root cause guy. Um, so it's it was that was like oh I'm in oh you know, that's interesting. And the other one was um, training yeah. at the workplace. To your point, bringing training and education to the workplace is a distribution point. So people can get that, we can get it in p- the knowledge and tools, resources in people's hands. And I'm a, I've got a big education background. I mean, I've, I've not personally responsible, but I have been somewhere in the, in the org chart responsible for probably a million people being financial, becoming, sitting down with and learning financial okay. literacy, you know, in my time in Asia, you know, we recruited a lot of agents created a lot of seminars for clients and a lot of it was really educating people on, on finances. So I've got a good training now. I know how to build training and distribute it, communicate it. So that was resonating with me. Um, you know, here's something that's kind of up my alley. I'm seeing it, I'm traveling, I've got a voice, I'm not a really big voice, but I'm trying to build a a bigger and bigger voice, uh, and a platform for people. And I thought maybe I can do something. And a lot of people I met, as I shared with you, were becoming entrepreneurs out of their struggles. Yeah. You know, 
their life had taken them on some tour and they said, you know what, I'm going to be in service to mankind. I'm going to start a clinic. I'm going to start a halfway house. I'm going to become a a yoga teacher focused on mental health or, you know, know, relieving the stress at work and And recognize it or acknowledge it. And then when the pandemic hit, they're working from home, their life's changing. They're like, yeah, they didn't realize how, you know, how, how much they really didn't like what they were doing. A way of life, yeah, it, right, exactly. It's PTSD it a way of in life. A way. They were like numb to the fact that yeah, they were, you, you know, just distraught with life. And I think we all woke up a little bit, you know. That's why this is booming entrepreneurship. I, Mitch, I mean, it's like it's absolutely not, no coincidence perfect. that you know the great what do they call that the great resignation or <laughs> yes. something. There's no coincidence that everyone quit. They didn't stop working. Like nobody wants to like just wander around the earth. Well, you do, but other people don't want to just wander around and talk yes. to people you're doing right they want to have a job and they want to feel productive yes. and you know like you said give back or start a clinic or whatever so they're not going to leave the workforce they're just going yeah. to shift over and that's why there's this big boom in entrepreneurship just different kind of entrepreneurship you know yeah yeah and they were i mean they were accidentally right. intentional yeah, exactly. now right so yeah, they, they ended i know that's yeah. the problem yeah this is the accidental part they're not happy with what they're doing right they have no business training or background. You know, you went the opposite way. You had corporate training and finance and everything, and you went out into the world. A lot of people, they yeah. lose their job or they're unhappy, and then they just go out there, and they don't take a course, and they don't do fundamental things, and they don't strategically plan yes. things out. They certainly don't put whiteboards up in their in their world, right? Because you're you're a planner. You're a strategic <laughs> guy. So a lot of people don't have that, and it's yeah. you know leads to a lot of more frustration. Which now you got the so you get the PTSD for what you used to do. Then you're out in a world that right. It's difficult to survive as an entrepreneur. <laughs> you know, it doesn't have I, to be, but this some is, people don't yeah. see what they the the tools that are out there to use to make it easier for them, which is what the podcast is hopefully all about. You know. Yeah, and I and I and I think it is good to talk about that. The, the, yeah, the planning and being consciously, you know, knowing is this the right time for me? Okay, right. I've made that yeah. decision. I don't need to go quit tomorrow. Yeah, I, you planned. I, you didn't just quit like I did, which is right you know now. keep right. No, no, and, and it was a long time of planning, and it took a lot of guts at the yeah. last, you know, even that last minute. You know, I, there's a lot of questions. Is this the right thing? Is this the right time? Right. Maybe two more years. To the point where Why you not can two keep more saying years? Saying that all your life. And Seventy-five. Yeah, Which, I was sixty, so I didn't have I didn't have yeah, many two more I didn't have any more rolls of the dice. Um, yeah. You know, and I wanted to do this while I can still move around. Um, and and I had you know it was time right for me it was time and 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 I had enough I felt enough of potential ideas that something would work out. And so, you know, here I am, I've filed a, uh, as we talked in, in a couple of weeks ago, I filed a, I've got a new LLC, uh, nonprofit based. I'm, I'm working through the, the final pages of the application Jersey, to become a nonprofit right? and start Jersey. What city? Vegas. Yeah. I'm Vegas. Okay. And in, in Nevada, in Nevada. Um, and you know, and I'm working through all those final details, um, and starting to put the sponsorship package together. So, you know, the idea now going forward as a business that I'm, that I'm kind of, we, we talked briefly is, is really to have, you know, on one arm is a, a kind of these revenue generators that right. help feed the ecosystem, that help feed the fund and fund the foundation. And so the podcast eventually earns some kind of revenue 
uh, or off my name, you know, public maybe, speaking or books or whatever we produce, you know, programs, that sponsorships. They yeah. And then the training arm and build mm-hmm. some training platforms around. And I've have some different ideas and different chats, different discussions with people, some ideas around uh, bringing corporate training oh, yeah, on, on awareness, go. even using the jar. Oh, I, love, I love the concept uh, as, of the jar. I think it's yeah, there's uh, gets people excited. They don't know what they're going to pull yeah. out of the jar, what they're going to yeah. ask. I, you know, like. And, and as soon as you hear other people, the 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 part that's one of the things that surprised me of the group session is as soon as you pull somebody reads their own question, everybody has their own right. interpretation and yeah, their own they answer come with their in life their experiences, head. right? And they look at it through their eyes, and it's totally. And especially if you're traveling yeah. in the country, I'm sure there's a total variation with you're in the north northwest versus down oh, in the south, right? It's wild. totally different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool, and so you know, if you imagine you seeing your peers. You know, people you may even have a, an issue with or the way that they, you know, on emails or the way they talk to the boss right. or whatever that internal kind of tension yeah. is, right? And there's a lot of tension in the workplace uh, between departments, between department heads or, or you know, who knows. Um, and I think if you humanize people, you know, because we do tend to dehumanize and we're on Zoom now, so it's even a, even a bigger, it's easier even now because you're not right. seeing the person and, and having real contact. Um but to understand how they think and what they feel and their life experiences of these real yeah. life conversations, things that matter, I, I think it would humanize us in that connections. And I think when you have connections yeah. with people, you know, that's powerful. Um, it does allow you yeah. to give some grace yeah, nice to people. Person, maybe. You know, like I understand, you know. Yeah, she's always snarky on email, you know, and you know, and, and like, and then you find out their life story, and you're like, "Good God, <laughs> yeah. how does she get out of bed I, in the morning?" You know, during the pandemic, I, you know, I met <laughs> you're like, that I hadn't met that I knew, I'd known for three years, never met him in person. Yeah, it creates a different connection, a better connection, you know. It's a different connection. Yeah, we were definitely not meant to yeah, stay it's behind a, much a better connection and for the like, rest of our lives. It makes my business much easier. Yeah. I can connect with all kinds yeah. of people, but. I do go, I still have coffee and lunch and I want to see people and, you know, go to networking events to actually see people in person. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at. You know, and, and I think the, the part, uh-huh. you know, that I've thrown up in the air a little bit, uh, maybe okay. not so entrepreneurial or maybe right. it is because you've seen more entrepreneurs than I, you know, entrepreneurs than I have, um, is, I do get the question, what's next or, or yeah. what, you know, so you're doing the jar, what, what's going to happen? Okay. And, and I've kind of said, I don't know. I'm com- and I'm comfortable in that, that I've started, I'm an activities guy. Like I know I've created this activity in this direction and momentum and I have a wake and, you know, I am plowing through the universe, right. creating some dis some discourse. Right. Um, and there'll be something coming up. Something will oh, rise up to meet back me. to finish. You know, this path will kind of, I'll, I'm on. Yeah, next week I start. My calendar is now. Okay. I'm now bling. We started the ads. Okay. My my the machines fired up. You're gonna be uh, I just looked at my calendar point? for next week, and it's just. Oh, <laughs> you've been through. Um, did you, I that passed was the first already. half of your. Journey. Yeah, I went through the. I started uh-huh. in um, in Tacoma, Washington, uh-huh. and sure. went all the way across the upper the upper half of the oh, U.S. Yeah. Uh, up to okay. Maine, and down the eastern seaboard. And uh, so I'm headed to Florida and then so down this, the southern Jersey, half, the, the east, uh, going to go west. Speak with. Think, uh, 
right around New Jersey. I think what it was four. Maybe mind? I was in one city. I might have just been in. Oh, yeah. Just, so you were way south in here. Okay. Yeah, Trenton, I think. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it was way south. I was I'm trying to think if I was up north. Well, you took I don't think so. I think I passed through. Going, so. Yeah, passed through. Yeah. Uh-huh. And okay. I had eight in New York City. Yeah, I did eight in New York. So I spent two, two uh, four a, days. A car, um, a van? What are you cycles. driving around with? Yeah, so I uh, bought a, okay. a Jagnormous Mercedes Sprinter, uh, put got a bunch it. of logos on it so you can't miss me, and uh, it's got all my gear in it. So there's a studio and, in there? Uh, no, I don't, the I don't sleep in it. Um, no, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't put a studio. You know, and I, I think after even reflection, I could have turned it into a studio. I could have yeah, turned it yeah, into um, so a bedroom. There, you know, right. I could have turned it into my living space. And I could have, yeah. and that might have been smarter economically. Yeah, um, so but it would have been tough traveling like that. Honestly, get a shower That's and stuff it. like that. Yeah, yeah, unless you got an yeah. RV, then that would be different. Get a sh- exactly. Get a you know, with an RV, different. Then it's right. but also then you it's like traveling becomes a different animal. You can't drive everywhere. Driving, or, driving yeah. becomes a different. You can't drive everywhere. So this is great because it's it's not the super extended version, but it, it's a, it's a little bit extended. Yeah, car, right? uh, so it's big, uh, but I can still. I can still park on most city got streets. It, I can find it. a squeeze. And then you would spot. go and meet them for Somewhere. coffee for an interview or where would you meet them? I, we try to meet, I've done a lot of crazy, I've met in, in the craziest places, factories, uh, <laughs> coffee houses. Those no, are not good. Right. Espresso machines are not kind to microphones. <laughs> it's like imagine being my editor. Um, so we've had some tough recordings. I think my one of the things to improve this yeah. second half is the audio. Consistently good audio. You need a uh, I haven't had the like best audio. It's a tough time. I hear things all the time. You don't hear them. Yeah. So. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And right. I was using a, maybe not the best mics. Um, I used some convenient yeah, wireless wire mics for convenience. Nice wires. I didn't want to because all this wire setup is a, a mixing board and the whole thing. So you need like a good audio sponsor. You need like a sponsorship yeah. from Yamaha or something. Audio Technica. I I need Rode. absolutely need Rode. Rode. I need Rode or Yamaha. You can get yeah. the uh, what's the one the board that they have. So they have the mics and they, yeah yeah that's, that would be perfect for you. Yeah. And, and if somebody sponsored me like that, I'd set up. I'd I'd go to the effort to set that uh, reach gear out to road and you know, say, but otherwise, I'm, uh, I'm on the. This is my. I'm on the road, so I should have the roadcast. I'm on. I'm on the road. I love it. That's okay. I'm doing that one, and we hang up. I'm, <laughs> I just finished my pitch deck, which is great because I just finished my spot like a little while ago. I just finished the the sponsor pitch deck because it's list. been man, it's been on yeah. my um, since January. January, yeah, when I've been, it's been iterating and iterating, and I, I got to the end, and I had a hard time kind of telling the, the story, the financial story, and the journey, and I, and I just was able to squirt that out, like finally, solidify it in my brain, and and get that document done. So I was really happy. Like this morning, it was like, oh right. man, now I can go start talking yeah. to people. So I'm on the road. I mean, it's, it's, I, you know, it's great PR. What a great them. one. They, road has got a road podcast, and he's using our equipment, and oh. Whatever you're a nonprofit, so yeah. you're still a nonprofit, even though you don't have the final approval. You're in talking business. about yeah, exactly. yeah, it's still, yeah, it's still in business. Right. Yeah, I, exactly. I and it's filed as a nonprofit, right? Yeah, um, yeah. So, you know. I love that. I'll, I'll, I'll let you I'm know how it goes. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You, yeah. I found you know, 
some of my favorite. Yeah, I have a great awesome. lawyer story. Right. One time, I'll it tell is. you offline. A young, a young, a young. Uh, well, it was a fun one when I had to when I was in that big job, the the big crazy one in, in Indo. I had to go fire the largest distributor, and uh, and the and the and the main attorney. Uh, and it was kind of one of the, it was like a dirty, yeah. nobody really wanted, I no, mean, it was a terrible thing to do. And, um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and right. so regional kind of made the locals wouldn't do it. And, uh, but the regional was forcing it. And, uh, so, you know, it turned out to be me <laughs> and, uh, and rightly so. Um, and so the, the, yeah. the attorney that sat on the board with us, he, right. he was mysteriously unavailable. Um, <laughs> so he sent his junior kid, right. right? He sent the, he sent the, like, you know, the young, bright attorney. And I still remember we were sitting there in the car on our way there. We we're pulling into the parking lot of this fancy hotel mm-hmm. to meet them for a, a auspicious dinner. And, you know, which turned out to be, you know, handing him some letters. And, um, he looked over at me and he said, I'll never forget this night in my entire career. Because of what you did. <laughs> Because and this guy was huge. I mean, he was legendarily large distributor. Like you wouldn't norm like, and he was a he was a legend in the business, in the country, in the business, even in the region. Back to our corporate office, yeah. he met with he the was, chairman of the board. I mean, yeah. he was it was a big deal. And this guy yeah, was giddy excited it, so. as an attorney. So um, I know we're he got to time, do it. But what's, what's the anyway. next? I mean, yeah, is there a next story. yet, or you're going to finish out the podcast and then see what life feels? Yeah, continue. Yeah, I'm going to finish. Going to finish the podcast out. Um, start, you know, start the mental health. I've got the little mental health chat chat going, um, and it's yeah. really to build yeah. out the foundation. You know, I think now, but continue to. So I'm going to do my 400, right. 111 cities, 444 people. I'd love you're to meet somebody along the way. Yeah, Fifty five cities. Um, and you know, on our two hundred. Yeah, I got 50, okay. 50 something cities to go. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, our stuff's all on the website. Band. You What's can find out where I'm going to be. Once your little break's over. I'm going to um, I'm Atlanta. Oh, then I'm going to Savannah, Jacksonville, yeah. Tampa, Pensacola. Yeah. I was going to Charles. I canceled it. I canceled it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I'd been to South Carolina and, uh, just uh, <laughs> something else happened. Right, so myself. if anybody's listening, it. you know, you see the jar, say hi to Ken. Um, and we'll, uh, we'll have to check in, you know, a little ways down the road and find out what your next part of your journey is. But if anybody's listening, yeah. you know, the lessons here are you can do anything you want, but if, if you plan it out a little bit and then life kind of reveals itself, but you still can't just throw caution to the wind. I want example, you know, I do like that. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Well, can't be intentional enough on a Friday afternoon. Um, we're going to roll the commercials and then, uh, or the closing credits, whatever they're called. And, um, then we'll, uh, we'll check in another, maybe six, eight months, see where you are. All right, Ken. Thanks. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Thanks, Mitch. Thanks everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of the accidental entrepreneur opening and closing music written and performed by Howie Moscovich and made to order music. For information about Howie and his music services, please follow the link in our show notes. If you like the podcast, please tell others about us. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, on Amazon Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and most of the other podcast directories. If you like what you hear, please leave us a five-star review and feel free to share our episodes on social media. 
If you have any questions or comments, ideas for the show, or you'd even like to appear as a guest, reach out to us by email at info at The Accidental Entrepreneur is hosted by Mitch Beinacker and produced by Beinacker Law. If you'd like to learn more about our business and legal services, you can find us on social media or visit our website at BeinackerLaw.com. Thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe to our feed to be notified of all future episodes.